last week we've been on a series about a quickening spirit. And we've done a lot of series, but up until Sunday last week, we had the quickening spirit. We had the quickening power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we had the quickening of the soul. We had the quickening of the body. And we had the freedom in Christ. And today I must say to us that um, we'll be looking at being saved to serve. Hallelujah. Somebody says being saved to serve. Save to serve. We've all been singing freedom, freedom. We've been free. We've been set free. It's good to be free. But what are we free from? What are we free to do? Um, and the anchor scriptures we've been looking at has been Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And it says... If the spirit which, which raises Christ from the dead indwells you, that is able to quicken your mortal body. And um, we're going to see how we've been empowered to, be, to serve today by the mighty name of Jesus. Romans 8, 11. If the spirit... Of him who raises us from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And I want us to go back before, before that verse, from verse 5. He says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. But for to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Nor indeed can it be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh... But in the spirit, if indeed the spirit that dwells in, G- in you, now, if the, indeed the spirit that dwells in you, now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Verse 10, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Um, Job, Job. Today we're talking about the empowerment to serve, being safe to serve. Okay, Job, when he was troubled, at a point in Job chapter 21 verse 15, he he says, What is the Almighty that we should serve him? And what is it to profit if we pray with him? What is the Almighty that we should serve him? What is it with the Almighty that we should serve him? And we know that Paul, in his writing in Romans chapter 8, he declared clearly that we can only serve in the spirit. We cannot serve with flesh. We can only serve God in the spirit. Flesh cannot be pleasing to God. 
Flesh cannot be amended. There's nothing to do with the flesh. Flesh is to be done away with. Now we can only serve God in the spirit. Jesus Christ himself said in, in John chapter 4 verse 24 that now them that will serve God, worship God, the word serve or worship is interchangeably. So wherever you find serve, you can change it for, for, for worship. He said them that must worship the Lord must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the worship of God clearly now is now in our dispensation is only acceptable by the spirit in the name of Jesus. Everything we can, everything we do today as believers can only be accepted in the spirit. We serve God. We, 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 we bear fruit of the spirit. We, we, we declare the word of God by the spirit. We sing in the spirit. We, we grow in the knowledge by the spirit. So we, during the time of the children of Israel, we had a scenario where the children of Israel were in bondage in Egypt. And they, and God sent Moses to the children of, to Pharaoh to say to him to let his people go. And the reason being that, that they may go and serve him. Let my people go that they should serve me. So the Lord, the freedom we have in Christ today, the reason for it is for service. Somebody say, my freedom, my freedom. is for service. service. We have been free to serve. No longer slave, no longer bond servant, no longer slave to sin, no longer bond servant, but we are free. Free to serve in righteousness. Hallelujah. He said, we, you know, we are to serve God. We are to serve God in the spirit. Every fleshly tendency, may the Lord take it away in the name of Jesus. Amen. The word, Matthew chapter 6, 33, is one of the most challenging scripture for believers. When you say to the believer, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord, seek his kingdom, seek his righteousness, and every other thing shall be added to you. It's like being taken cynically. People don't believe it. Seek the Lord, seek his kingdom, seek his righteousness, and all, every other thing will be added to you. But then you can see from verse, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, the things that make people cynical, probably the worries of life, concerns. This is the answer. Jesus said, in Matthew 6, 25, he said, you know, do not worry about your life. In verse 28, he says, do not worry about clothing. People worry about their lives. People worry about what they're going to wear. People worry about uh, what to eat and drink. People worry about tomorrow. And he, says, he, he said, do not worry. Four times he said, do not worry. But what is the answer? He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing shall be added. How many people believe that? Then if we believe the scripture, if we believe that very verse, our attitude in the way we serve the Lord, I don't need to change or need to come up a notch. Hallelujah. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness 
and every other thing shall be added to you. Every other thing shall be added to you. It is a promise, but the thing is that you must seek first. The kingdom of God must, you must prioritize the kingdom of God. What is uttermost for you? What do you prioritize most? So when you think about yourself and see the things you prioritize yourself more, that is indicative of your God. You go sit down on the TV and just watch TV forever. Nigerian movie. Or, you know, anything. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God. We've been, remember, we've been saved to serve. And from where we read this morning, Romans chapter 12, from verse 1, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. This is about service now. That we present ourselves a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. We know that in First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 5, it says, As a living stone, as a living stone, you are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You are being built up a spiritual house. We have been saved to serve and we, God is building his mansion. Last week, we were told that God, Jesus Christ is gone ahead to build mansion. God is building a very massive building, his kingdom. And every one of us are like, if you look at this wall, you see the way everything is being set, the way the blocks are being set, that is how you and I are in this frame, in this God's house, in the outlook of God's house. He said, you are a living stone, are being built a spiritual house. Holy priesthood to offer what? A spirit, to offer what? A spiritual sacrifice. And it's, it's only the priest that offers spiritual sacrifice. You and I have been called into priesthood. We and I have been called into the priesthood of, you know, in the priesthood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Alongside of him. To offer spiritual sacrifice. And you see, in verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a, ho- a, royal, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, called for to show forth the praise of him who has called you. The reason why you and I have been called is to show forth the praises of him who has called you out. The reason why you've been called, the reason why you've been, you've been chosen, the reason why you've been set free, the reason why you, you, you've been allowed to go is to serve, to show forth the praises of him who has, who has set you free. And may your, life, may your life continue to show the grace of him who has set you free in the name of Jesus. In verse 2, he says, do not conform. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of, our, of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We are to renew our mind. There's a lot of subject about the renew of the mind. You can go back to look at it. You know, we are to renew our mind. Even the renew of the mind is even by the power of the Holy Spirit. And verse 3 says, Through the grace given to me, everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly. We saw in Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, that Jesus Christ humbled himself. 
he made himself of no repute. He humbled himself. He humbled himself. He came like a servant, a born servant. He did not find himself, he, he, did, not, he did not make himself equal with God. Or, he did not make himself equal to God. To, to, he did not claim equality, equality with God. But he came, even submitted himself, even to the death of the cross. So, to be a servant is to be, to be, a, to, to be a serving Christian is to be a servant. Actually, a born servant. Hallelujah. Amen. To be a born servant. In the name of Jesus, may we continue to be born servants in the name of Jesus. Amen. Nowadays, we have Christians who are executive in the house of God. Executive in the house of God that cannot do anything in the house of God. The Lord wants every one of us to be in the serving position. Everyone. Everyone serving. Everyone doing something. We'll see later on, we'll see that we, we are being graced differently and we'll see how we all fit in the name of Jesus. In verse 4, it says, As For we have many members in one body, but the members do not have the same function. So we be many are one body in Christ and individually member of one another. Having the gift differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Somebody say, let us use them. He said, having grace differing from one another, let us use them. So there's gifts that's already been given to you and I. The apostle now is saying, we must use them. Let us use them. You know if you are using your gifts. You know if you, you know the gift that you've been endowed with. Do you, are you using it? Um, we can see that in the parable of the, of the talent. That's in, in Matthew chapter 25, verse 15. Where talent was given to a person. Five talent was given to another. Two was given. And to another, one was given. We, we were told that the one with the five traded with it and became ten. The one with the two traded with it became four. But the one with the one, with the one went and hid it. So when the master came back for uh, a reckoning, um, he, he, he commended those who traded with theirs. Commended them and said, good and faithful servant. But to the one who did not trade theirs, who did, to the one that did not trade his own, that very one he has was taken and given to the one with the ten. So there's no, our God is a businessman. There's no loss to his, to his, to his, to his, to his investment. When you are not using yours, you run the risk of losing it to another person who is functional. May you and I continue to be functional in the name of Jesus. And there's a situation, there's, a, there's another scenario of talent that the Lord gave in, uh, in, that we found in the scripture in Exodus chapter 31. God anointed, he, he said specifically, my paraphrase, he said specifically that I have found Bezalel. I have found Bezalel and I have assigned him. I have put my spirit, I have put my spirit on him. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding. So that he will, he will walk alongside Moses to build the, the tabernacle. And he also said that he also has assigned another person, 
Oliab. Oliab. He said, I've also assigned Oliab to walk alongside um, Bezalel for the, for, the, for the walk of the tabernacle. And we saw that, that they, uh, and they all did that. And, and the Bible says in verse 3 of, of Exodus 30, 31, it says, I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge. That in all manner of workmanship to design, in all manner of workmanship to design, artistic work to work in gold and in silver and in bronze, in cutting jewels and setting of set, and for setting, in canal in carving wood and to work in all manner of workmanship. He said, God specifically. Put it on him, Bezalel, and he called Oliab to join with him to take out to be able to to create the brief that God gave to Moses regarding the tabernacle. God God did that. So no man is without a gift. No man is without a talent. We can see from where we read in Matthew twenty-five about the parable of the talent. Nobody. Nobody is without something. You are with some. You are with somebody. The life singers like Uncle Joba now. Not very many of us has his has his gift. Not many of us. In fact, nobody in this house has got his gift here. But you can see. You can. You can experience the impact of his of of his gift. Many of us cannot sing like the life singers. We can see. We can experience the 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 the, the impact of their of their talent. We have people who come here weekly, week in, week out. Come and clean this place. Clean the toilet, arrange the seat, make it clean and decent. It's part of the body. So every person has got a gift. Everybody has got something that the Lord has given them. If you're in this house and you are doing nothing, I'm going to encourage you that at the end of the service, you should find yourself in a, place, in, in, in a service group. In the name of Jesus. And you can see the need. However the Lord has blessed you regarding your talent, I will encourage you to make it available in the name of Jesus. And, you know, there the Lord blessed the work of the tabernacle. And Bezalel and Bezalel and Oliab, with Bezalel and Oliab helped to create the tabernacle. And God blessed them to the fact that they, he anointed them, he engraced them to even teach others. He specifically picked Ole Bezalel and asked Oliab to assist. And then he made the two of them to teach others so that they can do the work of the temple. May the Lord bless you and I in the name of Jesus. So every week we come in here, the under shepherd and many people, many people as the Lord has given the word, they come here, teach us the word, equip us again to be who God wants us to be. May we indeed be who God wants us to be in the name of Jesus. Yeah. We've been empowered to serve. We've been called to serve. Can anybody see you anywhere and, and know that you are a man of God or you're a woman of God? As children of God, it should be that everywhere we are, everywhere we go, 
people should be able to identify that yes, this person, they, you know, there's a mark of difference upon your life. People can say, yes, this person is a servant of the Lord. This person is a man of God. That woman is a woman of God. Can people see you like that and say, yes, you are? Yeah, here we have it in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. It says in verse 1, it says, let, man, let a man so consider us a servant of Christ and a steward of his mysterious, of the, of the mysterious, of the mysteries of God. It says, let a man so consider us a servant of Christ and steward of the mysteries of God. A, 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 a steward is the one who is responsible. Are you responsible of the, of the mysteries of God? Will anybody be able to say, oh, this person, yeah, is, is, you know, can somebody agree with you and say, yeah, you are a servant of God? We don't need, we, people should not look at you too much before they, they be able to know that, yeah, you are a child of God. Because that is your new identity. Jesus Christ came, he said, I came to serve, not to, not to be served. So you are to be a servant everywhere. Everywhere you go, everywhere we go, we are to be a servant. Then we have in first, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, Now all things are of God. Now being all things are of God, there's always a, an opportunity. There's always a going opportunity. The opportunity is always going. Now is, not tomorrow, not, 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 not yesterday, not when we procrastinate. Now is. There's always an, uh, a privilege, an opportunity for us to serve the Lord. Don't procrastinate. Some people procrastinate until when they are old. And when they are old, they can do nothing. Now you are young, serve the Lord. He said, now is, now is, now all things are of God. Now all things are of God. Not, not leaving it to tomorrow, not pushing it back. Oh, till my kids are grown up. Oh, till when my, I get that. Oh, till when my situation changes. Unfortunately, it might, not, it, it might not. Why? Because it might not change. The position might not change because we are not prioritizing. As children of God, we have to prioritize so that, you know, we, we, we have to be blessed. He say, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. We have been called to serve in the ministry of reconciliation. Somebody say, I have been saved to serve in the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19 said, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world in himself, not in putting their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word, the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors of Christ everywhere we go. We are God's representative. We are God's man. We are God's woman. We are God's children. We are God boy, God, God's boy. We are God's girl. Everywhere we go, we are ambassador. Whether we declare it or not, the, the, the world knows. Unfortunately, we see Christians, instead of fully identifying with God that they are Christians, they, they, they shy away. The devil knows you. You don't even fit in. Unfortunately, you better stay, you don't, don't stay in the fringes. You don't belong here, you don't, don't divide the leg. The world will not love you. you. There's a mark on you already. There's a mark on you. They, you. You don't fit in. Even you want to fit. When you go up, they tell you themselves. Ah, I, I thought you, you're a color person. 
Okay, so may the Lord give us the bonus that we need to indeed be a representative in the name of Jesus. When Jesus Christ was going away, he said, and, 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 he, and he said, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit is come upon you and you shall be to me a witness. You will have been saved to be a witness. A witness is somebody who has experienced a thing, an episode, or some experience, some, some situation. We are to be his representative. Do, are we representing him okay? When they say, oh, Jesus Christ is the big shepherd, the great shepherd, come in and then you see his, 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 his animals, his sheep coming, struggling, oh, bendy, hungry, with the ribs coming out like this. Will you, will you praise the shepherd? Oh, the great shepherd with the, with the, with the, with the, uh, with the uh, scepter in his hand. Then his, his sheep are hungry. All his, his people are, are battered. They are not, they look like refugee people, you know. And they, they look like people in the war zone. Sick, on sick bed, you know. The Lord wants us to be his representative. However, the situation of life, he wants us to be the representative of him. And may we be indeed his representative in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, when living, in, in, when living when, in, towards his end of his, his time in, the, in this earth, in Matthew 28, he said, go, he said, go you know, make disciple of all nations. He said, go you make disciple of all nations. In this task we are being called to do, how many of us believe it's everybody? Or you think it's only the pastors? How many of us believe that go ye into the world and make disciples of all men? No, you need to be confident about this. If you don't know that, please know that today. Say, go ye into the world and make disciples of all nations. No, make disciples. Teaching them. Teaching them to obey his commandments. We have a great work to do. We are free. We are free. Not for nothing. We are free to work. We are free to work. The Christian life is a serious life to work. And you know, we must work. Otherwise, we will, be, we will not be optimized. If we don't work for God, we will not be optimized. The beauty of God, we say we have been called to show forth the praises of him who has called us. And if we don't walk, how can we show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness? The, com the great commission is for all, not for pastors, not only for pastors, not for the elders alone, every one child of God. Men, women, regardless of your position in life, we have been commissioned to make disciples of all men. And he said, said go into the street. Go into the street. You know, summon them to come in. Make disciples of all men, of all, of, of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Lord. You know, of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of age. We have been saved. We have been saved. We are free. Our freedom is to serve. Our freedom is to work for God. 
Jesus said, my father walk and my, my, I walk and my father walks still. So God is still walking and you and I are not permitted to be idle. The Christian is, you must not be idle. There's no even old age in Christianity. Fun of when people are like, oh, I want to retire and then sit there at home and, and wait for the end of the life. There's nothing like that in Christianity. You walk till the end. You walk to the end. In the name of Jesus. You can retire from your secular work, but in the work of God, there's no retirement. Hallelujah. We work, and he even promised to make us be fruitful even in our old age. So when we are thinking of retirement, please let the, in the place of the things of God, you cannot retire in that area. Know that day. Hallelujah. And in verse 7, it says, and in verse 7, it says, um, of Romans, where we've been reading, he said, or ministry, let us, let us use it to our, our ministry. Let our, let who teach, teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives liberally, and he who leads in diligence, and he who shows mercy in cheerfulness. Let love be not without hypocrisy. Above what is evil, cling to what is good. And he went to verse 11. He said, not lacking in diligence, fervent in spirit, being passionate, being passionate, being serving the Lord, being a person of excellence, being a person that, 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 that works, that works very hard. You, we must be people who work very, very hard. And if you are to work and work acceptably, work in a way that is, you know, is accepting of God. I believe you want to know how we can work to be accepting of God. How many of us want to know how we can work and, and be acceptable to God? It is important we know how to work. We know how to work. Um, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28, it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace. Read again. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and a godly fear. So, is it, there's, there's a grace that, needs, that we all need to be able to serve God accept, uh, acceptably. May our service be acceptable to God in the name of Jesus. There's a lot of time when people just run about, do activity, but is that the real thing? Is our service acceptable to God? Is that service, the service you're rendering, is it acceptable to God? When we do service that is not acceptable to God, it's just a waste of time. In the ledger of your account, it's a zero. But may we continue to accrue, you know, a credit to our accounts in the name of Jesus. In John chapter 1, verse 16, it says, of his fullness. If we need grace to serve God fully, acceptably, the Bible says in, in John chapter 1, verse 16, it says, of his fullness, if we receive grace for grace. Everybody say, of his fullness, if we receive grace for grace. So you see, for this reason, nobody is excused. Of Jesus Christ, we are free. 
He redeemed us. He set us free. He forgave us. We are no longer under the, the, the sin. We are no longer under the law of sin. But now under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And the Bible says of his grace are full received. Uh, of his fullness are full received grace for grace. Hallelujah. For the law came through Moses, but through him came grace and truth. Hallelujah. So he, Jesus Christ is the, right, uh, is, the, is the right master to go to look at so that we can serve God assess, uh, acceptably in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I would like to show us ways by which we can serve God acceptably. Um, in Romans chapter 7, verse 6, it says, Now we, we need to serve God in the, newness of, in the newness of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 7, verse 6 says, Everybody read with me. We are to serve in the newness of the Spirit. We've, it's established clearly throughout the series that there's nothing that is acceptable and no flesh is, is welcome. Flesh is to be done away with. We are to serve God in the newness, in the newness of the spirit. Say, I will serve God in the newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the latter. We will not, we will not serve God in, in, our, in our own strength, in our own sweat, in our own ability, but we will serve God in the newness of the spirit by which he has put in us in the name of Jesus. And if that's the case, then we have it here again. The apostle said, you know, we, the way we can serve God. In, in 1 Corinthians 5, he said, the means by which we can serve God. And I'll quickly list them for us in the name of Jesus. He said, we should serve God with grace. Somebody say, serve God with grace. We serve God with humility. We can find that in, uh, we've already mentioned this, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 7. We serve God in humility. And we can also serve God in faith. We serve God with faith. We can find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, where we walk by faith, not by, not by sight. And we find again in, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, the man Timothy, by when he, um, Paul was giving his final letter, I mean a farewell to him, he, he reckoned that Timo, Timothy is a man with genuine faith. So to serve God, it takes a genuine faith. The Bible says Timothy was a man of unfringed faith. It was evidence in his mother, evidence in his, in his grandmother, Lois. So to be a, a one that served God in an acceptable way, remember of his grace, have we received grace for grace? We can only serve God with, we can only serve God in, in, with faith. He said, them that must come to him must believe that he's God and is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So we must believe he's God. He said, Timothy is a man of unfinished faith. Do we have faith? Do we believe in God? Or we just, is it for the sake of it, going with the, going with the, going with the crowd or not having anything to do? We must be people who really are persuaded, are confident in our God, who he, who, who he is, and who he said we are in him. Hallelujah. Amen. And 
we have also in that verse 7, say, for God has not given us. This spirit we are talking about that by which we can serve in the, we serve in the newness of spirit. That spirit, we say, is, 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 a, is a spirit that he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we need to serve God practically. In every way, we need to serve God practically. How do we serve God practically? We serve God in, in any way. We, this house is here. I mean, if you're a member of this house, there's, like I said before, you must find a way, to, you must find yourself in a group where you are actively serving, actively serving. There, the Lord, there you, 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 you can grow. A Christian who is idle cannot grow. A Christian who is idle by themselves, a, 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 a lone Christian, you cannot develop. But you are in a group. They give you challenge. You grow in it. You grow in it. You, you, you keep growing and you, you challenges come. They, they push you forward. You, you stretch yourself. You learn. You exercise yourself. You are happy. You pray. You see, last week we were all happy. Why? Because we prayed and we saw God visited with us on, on Sunday. Everyone was excited. Why? Because we prayed and we saw God honor us with his presence in this house. Hallelujah. So we must, you know, you know, we must, if you are in this house, we expected, I know people don't like to say this, but if you're a member of this house, you're expected to be 100% committed to the house, to the activity or to the program of the house. You don't go and come as if, I mean, it might sound offensive, but it is the truth. Mommy's talk is not very nice, but, uh, you know, but it is the truth. Truthful word is very painful. If we are here, program, I mean, it's been commanded to have a certain kind of program. We are available. People take time off work to go and walk their dogs. But we can't take time to commit ourselves to the things that God has called us to do in the house. We are afraid to speak to them in the office. Meanwhile, they can tell you anything they like. In fact, they come and tell you, can we go and watch strippers tonight? You cannot even tell them to come to church. So when we, if we are members of this house, I will encourage us to be fully committed to this house. To be, to be, I mean, I'm not saying don't see. I have, I've got mentors. I've got people. I, I, there's something I'm taking from them that they, they have that adds value to my life. But if this is the house you come on a regular basis, Sunday in, Sunday out, I will encourage you to be part of this house fully. Be committed to the program of the house. Be committed, present, by, by present, your physical person, be committed with your talent, be committed with your finances. Yes, I said, with your finances. Yeah? Say, I'm, I'll be committed. Ask the finance people. If we tell you lies, you're lucky. Let's not even talk about my husband, me as a person. Ask the finance people. I'm committed here with my, with my salary, with my, with, with my money, with my sweat. Okay, we we can't be we can't be here and don't commit to the house, so that he said bring in, in your tithes and in your offering, bring it into my house. If you believe this is the house of God for you, you bring in your tithes and your offering. People who tell you not to pay your tithes and your offering, they are doing you a disservice. Not God does not even require ten percent. It deserves all of you, hundred percent. 100%. So, 
I'm not talking out of a need, but let the truth be told. Let the truth be told. And I will say to you, since I've been tightening ever since, I've always committed, the time I started committing my finances to God, your finance represents your life. It represents your time. Ever since I started committing my finances to God, the Lord changed my life. The Lord changed my life, and I'm still looking at him. I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed of the, of the faithfulness of God over my life. The Lord is fighting battles. He's doing stuff that I don't, my life, I, I, don't, I have got no, my footing on the, on, on the brakes. My life is rolling like, like this in the, in, the, in the hands of God. And I will say to you that God is faithful. When he says, seek me first. He says, serve the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your might, with all of your strength, with all of your might, with your soul. Everything. No reservation. Where you put your finances, your heart will be. Say, where your treasure is, your heart will be. If you give your finances to God, if you commit your finances, at least 10% he asks you to give, and you give generously to the offering of God, I will say to you that you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. So we serve the Lord, trusting in one of the, the, one of the values in the house is, is trust. You must trust God, serving God. You must trust him. You must trust him. Do we think that he's just, for the sake of it, we have our eyes closed, we think, oh, oh. You know, we must trust him. I say, and we must trust God and trust one another. Trust God, trust in God and one another. I must trust you. Like I've got, I, I've got uh, Uncle Joba there. Thank God for that young gentleman's life. Thank God, thank God, thank God for that gentleman's life. You know, the Bible says, you know, for the servant of God, it is important that we are faithful. In this call to serve, we don't serve as we want. We don't serve as we like. When, we, when the Eliab and the, the Bible says that they should do as I commanded. They should do as commanded. The work of God is to be done as commanded. When we do the things of God as not commanded, when we are in rebellion, when we are disobedient, or when we decide to do it as we want, then we are in presumption. The Lord is not, that is not acceptable. We do as commanded. We do as commanded. May the Lord deliver us from a, a, a spirit of rebellion in the name of Jesus. And will not be presumptuous in the name of Jesus. And we serve the Lord by following Christ. Say so we follow Christ. And so uh, uh, John chapter 12 verse 26. If any man serve me, he must follow me. We must follow Christ if we serve Christ. We must follow him. Follow me, take on your cross and follow me and deny yourself. He says, if we must follow Christ, we must follow him by denying ourselves. And we, we, let's think about that. We must deny ourselves. We cannot carry on allowing self, allowing I, allowing ourselves to be in the way. He said, you must follow Christ. You must follow Christ. Follow. He said, follow me. And in Romans 2, he said, be diligent, be passionate. Not lagging, in, 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 not lagging behind. Be diligent. Be fervent. Serving the Lord. And also, when we want to serve the Lord acceptably, we must serve in love. He said, this commandment I give to you, John 15. A new commandment I give to you. 
we are not permitted to love the car. We are not permitted to love the dog. The, lo- the dog will not love you back. We are not permitted to love the clothes. We are not permitted to love the, any material thing. We are only permitted to love who? Who are we permitted to love? God and people. That's the only, that's the only people entitled to that word love. Have you ever gone to your house now and the, the house came to you? Oh, Lola, welcome. Welcome. You, 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 I miss you you've been out of the, uh, since you've been out of the house. No. It will all melt away very soon, no matter how big your house. It will soon roll away. Whether um, climate change or not, it will roll away very soon. Yes. So we are only permitted to love the Lord. Say, love the Lord with all of your heart. Love the Lord with all of your heart. Love the Lord with all of your strength. Love the Lord with all of your soul. Everything, the intensity of it, you are to love the Lord intensely. He said, be passionately, be, be, be affectionately to one another. Close to the heart. Not lip service, not people give you high cheek. Christians should be aware of fake love. When they say there's, uh, there's love, there's potential for to see fake love so may we know what is true love in the name of jesus may we give true love and may we receive true love in the name of jesus and we must serve with the fear of god the under shepherd this morning when he did the power tower he talked about serving the lord in fear we must serve the lord he said from where we read that we must serve god acceptably knowing that god is a consuming fire he that can punish the soul to hell. We must serve God with fear. Not because of me. Not because of anybody. In fact, as Mr. and Mrs. You don't come wake me up and say, oh, it's time for prayer. Everybody do their own. Because when I stand before God, he's not going to tell me, Mrs. Okay, what? No, no, no. You stand on your own. You stand on your own. There's no Mr. and Mrs. in heaven. You stand on your own. You stand, you take the cross by yourself. One, by yourself. Everyone is going to be accountable to their work on earth. There's a day of reckoning. May we, may we, may we be blessed. May we not be found wanting in the name of Jesus. And then in conclusion, it says, in Colossians chapter, 20, chapter 3, verse 24, it says, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive a reward of inheritance in the Lord Christ, whom you serve. There's a reward of service. There's a, a, there's a physical reward on this earth, and there's an eternal reward. Even you can remember when John, um, Peter, when he, he, he asked Jesus Christ, how about us? Because he said to the rich man, go sell your goods and come to me and follow me. The, the Bible said he was sad and went away. But when, when Peter now asked Jesus Christ the same question, Master, how come? What about us who have left everything to follow you? Jesus Christ did not ignore that question. He did not. He answered him about his blessing on here and blessing to come. Be assured that your service to the Lord, whatever you do, whether you, you, whatever you do for God as commanded, as commanded, we cannot say, like I, I was saying now, 
like we cannot say like the, the, we have a pattern in this house that the Lord has given to us and we are working to it. We are working to be, every house has got their own pattern. We cannot come and say this is how we're going to do it. It's rebellion. I believe the under shepherd is open to the Lord who has commissioned the work even before all of this and is still open to how we're going to go. However, it leads by the grace of God will be to the blessing of you and I in the name of Jesus. And in the situation where we find ourselves being argumentative, being always on the whatever, you know, nothing, if they say, hey, you are ready to go, B, may the Lord deliver us from a spirit of rebellion in the name of Jesus. Because the work of the Lord has to be done as commanded, not as I feel, not as you feel, not as, as, as convenient. But as commanded, may the Lord bless you and I as we serve in the freedom where which we've been called in the mighty name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you. May you rise on your feet, everyone. Well, well.